This is the Mobile Tech Podcast, brought to you by worldpodcasts.com. Now here's your host, tech girl, Miriam Jouar. Hi, and welcome to the Mobile Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Miriam Jouar, and today is Tuesday, August 21st, 2018. My guest is David Immel. Did I say that right, David? Yeah, I mean, no one really knows how to say it, honestly. I don't even really know how to say it, but I just say Emel because it sounds fancier. I just go with that. You know how to say it right. So it's David Emel. Yes. With Android Authority. And we're getting, today we want to kind of discuss, it's kind of halfway through the year. And you know, this is a time of year I'm at Burning Man, so things are hectic. And I don't have time to keep up with the news as much. So it's less news, but more kind of like, like evergreen content. Stuff like how... What's the state of phones today in 2018? Where are we at? What are the phones that are turning us on? What is the stuff we're excited about? And there's going to be a bit of news in there. There's a couple of news items I found that are interesting. And of course, we the Note 9 reviews just came out this week. So we have to talk about the Note 9 again, folks. So yeah, David, welcome. Yeah. Thanks for being on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me on. It's been a while since we've done this. I think last, I know. last time was, was Sony... No, it was, uh, we were in New York yeah. together for, wait, was it for I think uh, that was Honor for the Huawei party for the holidays? Oh, was it that? I was thinking it was the XZ2 uh, Sony. No, it wasn't the XZ2 because I didn't no. go to that. Yeah, I did go to that um, Huawei party, so it might have been that. I think it was that. Anyway, so you just reviewed the Note 9 yes. for Android Authority. Yes. And I still am waiting for my review unit. Damn. And if you're listening, Samsung folks at um, Allison PR, etc., please get in touch with me. I've pinged <laughs> you. It's been almost two weeks now since this phone has landed. So um, what you, what's your take? I mean, I read review, obviously, but I'd love yeah. to hear it from you. Yeah. Um, I, have, I have a lot of mixed feelings about this phone. Um, I really like it. Surprisingly, I've I've never really been a huge fan or someone who wanted to, you know, thought that the S Pen was like the end all uh, accessory for a phone. But overall, I think the improvements that Samsung made are really, really good. Like they really took feedback from consumers based on the Note 8 and they just kind of refined everything. And I think that's what everyone is really saying with this phone is the Note 9 is probably the best refinement we've seen so far. Um, in fact, the title of my review is refinement at its best. Uh, so if, for example, there's kind of like contour, the edges are more contoured now. They're, they're less curvy and a little more flat. The sides are flatter. So it's easier to, to hold the phone without, you know, dropping it and having it slip out of your hand. Um, they've refined the S pen. They added Bluetooth functionality to it, which is really kind of an interesting ad. Uh, Bluetooth can be used for, a remote shutter it can be used to pause and play music and app developers can actually develop specifically for the s pen if they want to uh, but that's really up to them so besides- you know it's interesting because i was telling rich this on the podcast last week and yeah. i actually suggested that to to samsung last year with the note 8 i said really. folks you need to go bluetooth on that on the s pen um, although the implementation of it is much smarter than I thought, what I, what I was thinking in my head, I was just thinking a tiny little watch battery in there that would last like a year or two. <laughs> but but they did an ultra capacitor that gets charged wirelessly. Oh, but yeah. I suggested to them, I said, you need Bluetooth on there for three things. I said, you need Bluetooth as a camera trigger. You need Bluetooth for um, to use it like a tile tag, you know, like a, mm-hmm. a Bluetooth 
uh, look, you know, a locator, a tracker. Yeah. So imagine you throw the pen in your wallet, your pen in your bag or whatever, like as a kind of like, you don't have a tracker, but you need one. Like you're in a situation right. where security becomes critical. You're not going to use your S pen for a bit. You stick it in somewhere. Right. And you have a proximity tag. I would absolutely know. love that if they, and then they didn't do that. But the third yeah. thing is also something I, they did that I suggested, which is they I went ahead and did the, the, the remote for presentations. Mm hmm. Yeah. Same deal. You know, the button is there and it can be used for, for different things. So kudos to them for, you know, I, I'm sure that it wasn't my idea that swinging them over, but <laughs> I did suggest it and I feel yeah. like they, they, they executed on most of it. So it's, it's kind of awesome. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, um, it's really good so far. It's just pretty interesting. You know, it's like, it's one of those things that I think is convenient. It's not a deal breaker for me. It's not like, oh my gosh. I can use my pen as a remote shutter now and my life has changed. <laughs> but it's just a little basic thing that's like, oh, you know, that's kind of useful. Because before, nice. before the S Pen was like, you know, I mean, I, I like to use it for screenshotting to like big parts of the screen versus taking a whole screenshot. I like to write on the screen sometimes if I'm trying to highlight an area and send it. Uh, I wrote in my review, it's like, you know, it's, the S Pen is really good for information transfer. If you're trying to specifically pinpoint a certain part of a page that you want to show someone, you know, if you want to circle something or send a little snippet of something, that's what I really like it for. You know, they have like the whole live yeah, yeah. message thing, but that's not really my bread and butter. Um, but I mean, other than the S Pen, honestly, like the 4,000 milliamp hour battery is killer. I got about seven hours of screen on time out of this phone, like on yeah wow. regular usage which is awesome you know it's like and that was a heavy 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 day of usage you know if i if i was sitting in front of my computer most of the day i could probably easily get two entire days out of this phone i mean that's a huge surprise to me that they went i mean last so the galaxy s9 plus is what 3500 right or 33 uh, what is it s9 plus let me see it's it's something i think it's uh, we have to google it i think it's 33 i think it's somewhere around there right so so that's a pretty big improvement. And, and there's, there's only very few phones right now with that level of, of battery life. The Razer I mean, Phone has um, 4,000. Of course, the, the P20 Pro is the first one that yeah, comes yeah. to my mind. Uh, but, you know, I mean, this is exciting considering, you know, this has been a bit of an issue for them yeah. in the past, the whole battery and firing yeah. thing. Uh, that they actually went ahead with this and well, we'll see what happens, but I'm sure. Yeah, you know, it was a big, um, they've learned this it, lesson. It was a big marketing <laughs> thing for them um, because I think they're just still trying to redeem that whole Note 7 thing. I mean, the Note 8, they actually had a smaller battery capacity than the Note 7. <laughs> and that was them, that was them know, playing right. it hyper safe uh, to try to, you know, save face for the whole, uh, from the whole Note 7 thing. But it's really good to see that they're comfortable enough now that they're very, very positive. You know, we do enough testing. You know, they've obviously learned their lesson and it's very obvious to consumers um, that, you know, that's the most important thing for consumers is battery life. Absolutely. We, we ran a poll on the on the site last week um, asking what the most, like the favorite new feature or best spec bump was of the Note 8 and it was overwhelmingly, I think about 49% was the the new battery. So, you know, your phone's just a paperweight if if it's dead. So 
<laughs> yeah, for sure. So, I mean, obviously, the S Pen with its new Bluetooth features, the fact that the blue phone gets a yellow S Pen, which is really kind yeah. of cool, with a matching yellow ink on the lock mm-hmm. screen when you want to mm-hmm. take notes, which I think is also really cool. Uh, the battery, 4,000 milliamp hours. You still have the headphone jack, still have all the, basically everything you have in a Galaxy S9 Plus, the dual aperture, dual camera system, dual OIS, uh, the really great f one7 front-facing mm-hmm. camera, um, and more, more, uh, more RAM and mm-hmm. more storage as an option. Uh, eight gigs and five twelve. Five, five twelve is just insane <laughs> yeah. to me. Yeah. Um, and you can add micro SD on top of that. So all, all around, these this is really lovely, and you can retain IP eighty sixty eight compatibility, yep. including the S Pen, which is also blows my mind. But here's the question: the screen is bigger than S, the S nine plus by point two inches, yeah, right? It's is point, it it's point six, two now. It's six point four uh, last year. Yeah, four, last year right. it was six point three. The bezels are a little bit smaller, so now it's six point four. So, so here's the question: the all this is lovely. Mm-hmm. And you can still choose between the S9 Plus and the Note 9. And now you know why you're picking one or the other. Battery life, S Pen, bigger screen, uh, more storage and RAM on some versions. But the price, holy crap balls, right? So we're we're looking at $1,000 and $1,250. And, you know, like everyone was freaking out when um, when the iPhone 10 came out with that price. But it's kind of becoming normalized and i guess apple is good at normalizing crazy things <laughs> um but you know in whatever case i mean you are getting literally the best specs that you can get on an android phone if you kind of exclude the asus rog phone that has you know an overclocked 845 um yeah but besides that i mean you're getting everything and and something i really want to highlight here and that i was really obvious in my review was this phone is the biggest fu to every other manufacturer that took out the headphone jack because not only do they have room for a headphone jack they have room for an s pen which is about three quarters of the length of the entire phone <laughs> yeah and they can still know, fit a four thousand million hour battery in there so like what excuse does anyone have anymore you know well you know that's I'm really, again, you know, it's everything in the kitchen sink spec-wise, and that's kudos to Samsung for that. I still think it's a tough sell. Mm -hmm. I mean, look, I'll be frank with you. All this is exciting, but I'm not an S Pen user. I'm not going to become an S Pen user this year because of the Note 9 having a Bluetooth Oh, yeah, totally. And, And I can't seem, if I was the average customer, consumer, I mean, it's hard to justify that price difference. I mean, the the Note, Sorry, the S9 Plus comes with six gigs of RAM and I think 128 of storage, yeah, right? At and least they some have versions. a 256 option now. And so you're talking about the same amount of like, you know, you, you're talking like three, four hundred yeah. dollars less, uh, probably uh, on contract. Especially now that the S9 is relatively old. Yeah, it's it's kind of ridiculous. You're really Really just getting the better battery life, slightly bigger screen, um, and the S Pen, you know? And, like, it, you know, the the Note 9 now has the dual aperture camera. It's just the same phone with, you know, some power user features like extra storage if you want it, extra RAM if you want it. And, I yeah. mean, the screen is slightly better. Um, the screen was actually this, uh, who was it? It was... God, was it DisplayMate? Yeah, DisplayMate did a bunch of testing and found that it actually has the best AMOLED display ever in an Android smartphone. 
Yeah, and actually it was like that with the Note 8. It was yes. brighter last year than the Galaxy yes. S8. So, I mean, look, the reality is, of course, you're going to get... This is the best of the best Samsung can do. I'm not doubting that. I still think like $1,000 is, is like, wow. You know, it's, it's interesting because it, in retrospect, our phones really are just straight up computers. And people pay, you know, what, what Samsung's trying to charge... Basically, effectively $800 for the Galaxy Tab S4, which uh, don't buy that if you have the chance. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just <laughs> bad. But anyway, you know, if, if people are going to spend that much money on laptops, and, and I'm, I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here, too, because I honestly think like $1,000 for a phone is kind of ridiculous. But at the same time, your phone is the object that the computer that you use more than any of your other computers, right? Right, like right. Of way course. more, like 90 times more a day. And it can do almost all the same things, you know, but the only things it can't really do are the same level of like video editing or, you know, maybe gaming. But they're trying to fix that with Dex, which still isn't great, but, you know. They changed it, though. Now you don't need a dock. You can just plug a cable yeah, in, right? Yeah, so now you just need to use a uh, micro HDMI to USB-C cable, and you can actually use the phone as a trackpad, which is pretty cool. It, which is, I think, something that Huawei did with the Mate yeah. 10 Pro last year yes. first. So, yeah, I mean, great, but okay. Like, you should have done that originally. <laughs> I mean, the Dex dock is kind of a bit of a dick move, if you ask me, because you have to yeah, buy it. I, yeah, um, I mean... At least they listened. Look, this is the thing about Samsung. You have to give them credit for listening. Like, you know, they listened back in the day when um, we complained that we wanted the SD card back and the Galaxy S7, it was missing, mm -hmm. right? So they put it back and uh, look, you know, can't complain about that. So, you know, like I'm excited. I think it's definitely one of the best phones you can yeah. buy or the, the spec wise, definitely the most complete spec sheet you can get. But again, it's, it's a lot of money and... You know, the kind of people who are going to buy a Note are the kind of people who probably are going to buy a phone every yeah. year. Like most Note users that I know are like hardcore. Um, they want their S Pen at all oh, costs. Yeah. They're going to buy a new yeah. Note every year. And that's why I think, you know, like even if it had been 950 or 900 and then, you know, I think $250 more for the 512 seems insane to me. It's only, I mean, it's memory. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah I know. On. Memory is cheap now, right? And it, it's there. That's why they're giving you quadruple is because it's the whole thing that Apple did back in the day with the with the iPods, where you know they only offered they offered one version yeah. and then four times. It wasn't it wasn't a two x overhaul. It was a four x overhaul, and so that way people are like, oh my gosh, I have to get the bigger one because I, it's just a bad deal if I buy the smaller one. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. even though they're making but, more But money. think about it though. I mean, you're talking about, you're talking about uh, the, like a Note 9 base, $1,000 plus a Moto G6 backup phone. <laughs> true, true. And the Moto G6 is if one of the cheapest. If you put it that way, right? Phones. It starts becoming one of those like, what the Yeah, F? and I mean- the fact that they were like, you know, you can add a micro SD card and get a terabyte of storage. It's like, well, yeah, but you can also add a micro SD card to the 128 version and get 750 gigs of storage. So I know, <laughs> right? Jeez. Yeah. I mean, like, okay. I mean, it's cool, but I just, I have issues. I had issues with the iPhone 10 pricing too. Don't get me wrong. This is not like just a, it's a little easier to swallow with Apple because you know, they're going to be yeah. doing it. And then Samsung, I'm just like, 
You know, I find funny counterintuitive. The S9 hasn't been a great seller as well as they hoped um, because in many ways it's very evolutionary over the S8. Mm-hmm. And I think that the Note in many ways, unless you start digging into the specs and seeing the battery life, for example, um, it is also very evolutionary over the Note 8, the Note yeah. 9, right? So I think I think it's that's why I have a problem with this price. It's like, you're not, I don't think Samsung's in a position to ask that right. price. Right, and you know... If they are worried about losing, you know, people's, like, if they want it to be a successful product, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I just don't think they have any, like, killer, killer features here. They're really touting that battery change, and that's, you know, that's their big marketing play. And it is working. I mean, people need it. They want and need a bigger battery, right? But at the same time, like, Everybody does. like when the when the S9 is now this old and you can get it, there's so many deals for it out there. You know, you can get it for Correct. so cheap yeah, yeah. now. And so, like, really, what are you getting, you know? And I don't I don't think that the pen is worth it to, you know, pay a thousand dollars. No, it never was, honestly, the price pre- worth the price premium for me. I mean, for some people, it's essential. I get it. I get it. I'm just saying, like, for me, it's never been something that yeah. I need. No, Sam, I agree. Definitely. So quick question. I want to kind of segue into the main topic here, which was we want to kind of do a state of the union of phones for the middle of 2018. Sure. The summer. Yeah. So, so would you pick the Note 9 in your top five or would you pick the Galaxy S9 Plus in your top five? Um, in top, d- does that have to include price? Like, No, no, this is your top five regardless of what. Like, this is not your top five for value. This is not your top five for performance. This is like, if you had to pick five phones that you feel are the outstanding champions of 2018, these would be phones that have been launched in 2018. They can't really be phones from last year. Uh, What would be the, you know, and 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 maybe you'll have both in your list. I don't know. But my saying, like, if you had to pick one, which one would you pick? I would pick the Note 9. Um. Yeah. I, okay. Yeah, I would. I would pick it over the Note Eight if like battery life was not, or not battery. Uh, price was not a factor. But if price is a factor, and it, because everything is it, a factor honestly here. performance. Honestly, if price was a factor, then I wouldn't put any phone over like six hundred dollars in my list because because okay. the the One Plus Six exists. You know. That that yeah. th- that's yeah, yeah. my biggest problem right now is it's hard for me to recommend any phone. Yeah, the One Plus Six is just killing it. Is. It is. Right? It's I my. Mean, it's it's just like, One Plus Six is is hands down my favorite phone of 2018 because there you it, go. You know they always do that with price. They always make an amazing phone at an amazing price. And this year, I think they really just killed it. They just nailed. There are small things about the size of the notch, you know, the, the size of the bezel that they have, just the overall feel of the device, the quality that they're able to put in at that price, you know, the quality of their glass, the, the ability to make every color a slightly different feel. They just, they just really nailed it this year. I can't. I agree hundred percent. I think that they finally delivered on the promise of what OnePlus has been marketing. You know, they never did for me. Like, I think the OnePlus One was definitely up there in, its, in the early days, and then the OnePlus Two was very disappointing. I thought the OnePlus Three was back up up there as like a yeah, this is it. And then the the five, the three T, of course, up, updates the yeah. three. The five was a complete letdown yeah, for me comparatively. I didn't love the five T was an improvement, but too little, mm-hmm. too late. 
And the 6 really nails it. The 6 is the first OnePlus where I really feel I'm not sacrificing an imaging performance. Yeah. Which is a tall order in these days. I mean, it's still not as good as the best no. of the best, but it's it's competitive at least definitely, now. Definitely, especially at its price. And point. that, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So so definitely the OnePlus 6 is in my top five as well. So you pick the OnePlus 6 in top five. I pick the OnePlus 6 yeah. in my top five. Maybe let's rank them at okay, the end, okay? okay? Sure. Let's pick the phones right now. So you said the Note 9 is one of them, and I will pick the Galaxy S9 Plus okay. as mine because I really feel that yeah, it's a much it's a much better choice. It's also, I think, a more manageable phone in size. Mm. There's a bunch of reasons. Um, and of course the fact that you can probably get a pretty damn good deal on it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, my my only thing is I don't really like when phones are that curvy. Um it's I, they slip out of my hand really easily. Uh yeah, it is a little rounder for yeah. sure. So I like that the Note 9 kind of added more flat sides it's a lot easier to grip so that's a big yeah, thing for me yeah. aesthetically so if you have to pick another phone that you would put on your top five list what would that uh, be? lg g7 would be there me yeah. too i agree 100 percent. the wide angle lens the audio quality with that quad hd uh dac whatever quad, quad DAC, DAC. yeah um they and did yeah, those two things are killer This is for another me. phone that I just feel did everything. And it's so under the radar. It's so underrated. It didn't get that much press, you know, when when we actually reviewed it. Uh, there wasn't a lot of buzz over it. But it's, for okay, a big thing for me, um, I recently started using the iPhone X as a secondary phone just be, to yeah. be able to, you know, really compare, like, Android phones to like what the best of what Apple's doing and no one can touch Apple when it comes to haptics. I'm a very, very, I'm a very, very tactile person. I the feel of a haptic, the feel of a body really like it's important to me and no one can do it like Apple can, but LG is the closest thing you can get in the Android space. The G seven is the absolute closest you can get in haptics. I mean, it, it does a really good job. It's not nearly, you know, where the iPhone 10's at, but for me, it's big. It's got the headphone jack, you know, it's got, it's water resistant. It's, it's got the quad deck. It's like, it's really yeah. got everything. And I, I agree with you. I agree on the vibration motor too. I think the Pixel 2 XL is pretty damn good too, because it's made by LG. You mm -hmm. can tell that it's not as good as a G7, but it's, they it's up there for too. sure. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what's interesting? I, as an aside, I talked about this on the podcast last week, so I kind of want to update folks a little bit who are listening. We talked with Rich about the Honor 10, um, and I finally got a review unit, the European um, sub-500 euro mm. phone. So it's actually about 466 US dollars, I think, is uh, at the present rate. It's uh, pretty, pretty much it, they took the P20 formula, not the Pro, yeah. but I put it in a cheaper the honor phone. body but spec wise yeah the honor 10 and spec wise it's awesome i don't know if you had a chance i to actually have it. not gotten a chance to use it so far but i know that our review had very positive uh a very positive outlook of that phone especially at the price point. yeah my, my my gripe on that was that it it had it's a great phone it's basically a, a copy of the p20 in in a cheaper package um but the two things i don't like about it is the fingerprint reader is almost impossible to use because it's an ultrasonic fingerprint mm. reader and it has so much like 
false positives or false whatever false negatives i mean it just doesn't register yeah. for me every every time which gets very frustrating you. very I, i've fast. actually swinging it just as an aside back to the note nine is that um they moved the fingerprint reader below the camera and they rotated it 90 degrees and so now instead of putting your index finger like in a vertical orientation it's horizontal but it's the same size and i've been getting a lot of false negatives on that as well um I think a reason has to be how quick their registration is. You literally just slide your finger down once and it registers your finger, which is awesome, right. which is awesome that they can do that. And you don't have to, you know, jump your finger around the sensor forever. But uh, it's been pretty inconsistent. And, um, you know, I, I would rather that they made it a little bigger. So anyway. Yeah. So that's one gripe I have with the Honor 10. Uh, it's really finicky, like. Like finicky to the point where you don't want to use it. Thankfully, thankfully it has really good facial recognition. Yeah. Um, but the other thing is um, that I haven't mentioned yet, and this is this G7 discussion from LG mm. brought me to this topic, is the vibration motor on the Honor 10 feels like a cheap Alcatel Ooh. phone. If you know what I'm saying, do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Have you used a cheap Alcatel phone? Yeah, it feels bad. like this terrible, terrible vibration yeah. motor. It's like, ooh, yeah. I don't know how to explain no, it. No, I feel you. It's it's like so important to me. And so and so the Honor 10 is not going to be a phone, let me tell you that. <laughs> because you you will not, it's so bad for the vibration motor. Anyway, so back to the G7. I think the G7 absolutely deserves to be in that top five because it's just so dope, yeah. you know? Yeah, I, I totally um, agree. So good. Um, so what's the next one? Um, you know, there's a phone that I've been wanting to get the chance to play with that I still haven't. Um, but there's a new phone by Xiaomi that it, there's a new line by Xiaomi and it's called the Pogo phone. And it basically is trying to compete with OnePlus on an even more hardcore level. Yeah, they just announced oh, yeah, it, it was just right? announced last week. So so essentially, it's a small phone. Um, it's made of, what's that? There's like this carbon fiber material that Motorola originally used on some of the, the older droid phones. I can't remember what it was called. Uh, Ke Kevlar, uh, Kevlar. Oh, oh, Kevlar. Yeah, so, Kevlar, so it's yes. made of like this Kevlar material. So it feels really great. It's not plastic. So, I mean, it's not, it's not metal, which is like whatever. I don't, or, or glass. I don't really care about that, but I think it feels good. But... It has, it's a pretty small phone. It's like 5.2 inches or something, 5.3. Um, it's got a Snapdragon 845. It has like six gigs of RAM and it's $300. What's the name it's of it? It's called the Pogo phone by Xiaomi. Pogo F1, yes. right? And uh, yeah, hmm. so so Joshua Vergara, um, close friend of mine and former colleague had this phone with him when we were hanging out in new york and so i got to spend a nice. I, I didn't get we never turned it on but just the the feel in the body like ooh, ooh, it feels good and xiaomi has impressed me time and time again this year um i got to spend some time with the mi 8 explorer edition which you know there was uh -huh. a lot of controversy over that phone but even in the brief like two hours that i got to spend with that phone i loved 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 it and i think that xiaomi is doing this thing where they offer, you know, just as good, if not specs, bad, uh, like build quality as everyone else, but at like half the price. Like in the Mi A is doing the same thing as OnePlus, and now they want to go even deeper with this Pogo phone. So, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, for me, um, the big issue with Xiaomi has been their UI, mm-hmm. the UX, the the the, the software. Yeah. I had a, a Xiaomi Mix Two, a Mi Mix or yeah. Two, and it's a phenomenal piece of hardware. But the software is kind of yeah, like, that's Ugh. definitely. So I'm wondering if this Pogo thing, this new line, is if it's going to be like OnePlus, if they're going to go for a pure Android experience. Well, it's interesting because they are pushing. They're finally pushing into other markets. Um, I believe it's now available in some parts of Europe. And the fact that, you know, they did the Mi A2 by Xiaomi is an Android One phone. Um, yeah, no, I had the A1. Yeah, so I know. I played with yeah, that. So the, the A2 actually has a really great camera and Android One is like, you know, basically stock Android. So. Right. Absolutely. So let's hope that they they wisen up. On we can that hope one. that they'll, you know, push that into their other devices. But so is this phone, re- this phone exists, right? You played yeah. it. So yeah. It's it's real. Real. It's so real. you can put it in your top five. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to crown it as a top five phone. So I just wanted to talk about it really bad. I, okay. Just great. I haven't, yeah, no, just because awesome. I haven't used it, but at $300 for a Snapdragon 845, it it's like, what are you doing? Like who can even compete with that? You know? Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's tough, right? I mean, there's very little in that, in that realm right yeah. now. So yeah. Um, well, we'll see how it yeah. goes. Uh, so let's see. We got number. What was your number four then? Uh, it was the the G seven. So G seven. So now you need a fifth one. <laughs> it doesn't have to be. Your, wait, no. no. We did one plus six. We'd, Note nine. Oh yeah, G seven. G seven. So number four is. Um, I mean, it's not the order. We're not talking about the order. This is I, five phones you've picked. Right. And then, well, 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 maybe I will assign that. Gosh, I'm trying to think of what's been released this year because I reviewed the Sony Xperia XE2 and I really did not like that phone very much. Um, so for me, I'll tell you what mine sure. is. Go for it. The P20 Ooh, Pro. Oh, yeah. Uh, Huawei. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. One of the best phones I've used this year. The camera is absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. I have not gotten a chance to use the P20 Pro like at all. You need to get your hands on one, especially now that they fixed a lot of the early kind of growing pains of the camera when it was over sharpening yeah. and kind of over processing. It's all gone now. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's still a little, it's got a special flavor. You can tell you're using sometimes a P20 Pro in what you see in the images. But honestly, it nails so much stuff so often, so right, right. that. For me, it's really a toss between that and the Pixel 2 XL in terms of the best camera this yeah. year. Um, you know, a lot of people are like, yeah, but the Pixel is just, you know, sure value. But you still have so much more light gathering capability with the P20 Pro. That night mode that auto stabilizes is insane. Nobody's done that yeah. yet. The the three times optical zoom is another one that, that you know, that just can't be, can't be yeah. touched. There's so much good there. Um, and it's a great phone all around. The software isn't too bad. It's probably the most light-handed Huawei software to mm-hmm. date. So, you know, can't go wrong on this one. My yeah, opinion. not overkill too much. Yeah, I, I really need to spend some time with that phone. Um, I know Narav has spent like a really long time with that phone. I think he's used it yeah, like he, since day one. He destroyed his recently. Yeah, he I dropped guess. it in the river. So he, he bought another one. <laughs> But it's IP68, it should have survived, eh, especially like yeah. non, not like not salty water. It's I weird. Know. It is weird because it wasn't even that deep and for very long. So I don't know. It's kind of bad. Weird. Yeah. 
Um, Maybe he's dropped it too many times. And I had a crack somewhere. <laughs> That's possible. That's possible. I've dro- I dropped my Note Eight a couple th- or my Note Nine a couple times already, and <laughs> it's it's Oof. got a couple bumps. But um, so so, yeah. what would you pick as a number four? Maybe. Gosh, what else if I review? It's tough, huh? It's, it's, it's tough, tough because I I feel I don't know. I I just love the One Plus Six so much and the LG G Seven so much. It's hard to think of other things that. Have really stood out. So you got out. a Samsung phone, you got an LG phone, you got a OnePlus phone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm excited for the Pixel Three phones. I, I yeah, but it's not it's here, not here yet. yet, so I can't talk. Of about Of course, that. I'm excited too, except <laughs> for that ridiculous notch. Yeah, I know it looks crazy. Man, that looks crazy. But it looks like it has a good potential to have um, a true Face ID like scanner mm-hmm. in there. Um, supported by Google out of the box. You can't yeah, go wrong yeah, with that. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Speaking of, I just want to say that for me, so you still haven't picked the fourth place, <laughs> but I'll, I'll, I've picked, I picked the P20 Pro. Um, for me, um, I want to bring up a potential fourth place that might, okay. you might okay. want that I have to kind of think twice about, and that's the Oppo Find X. Oh, yes. For some reason, those phones completely slipped my mind. Um, yeah, I mean, this year has definitely been the year of, you know, Chinese manufacturers just totally killing it. And Oppo and Vivo both made some pretty, you know, which are both obviously owned by BBK, just like OnePlus. I guess what, just BBK is is killing it this year. Yeah, um, that's right. They really but, are. You know, yeah, the, the Find X, I got to review that too. And that phone was sick. The, the software was totally horrible. And it was definitely made for a Chinese market that, you know, I don't personally uh understand but it makes more sense for them than it does for us i guess but um absolutely i mean it's until it gets like an an indian version or you know for the indian market or european version or like a a rest of asia version that's not china um i'm gonna not be able to pick that in my top five i want to so bad the reason i bring it up is because talking about a a a true face id competing competing of um face unlock mm-hmm. obviously the oppo find x is using some sort of uh time of flight um dot array projector or too. grid projector it's, so it's super fast. fast and it works in the dark i mean it's definitely mm-hmm. up there with face id the thing is because this phone isn't a chinese phone we don't know if you can do payments uh, yeah. and authenticate with uh with There's your face no which as you know no android phone can do yeah yet. so the big question to me is, will the Pixel 3 and Pixel 3 XL, if they have such a Face ID competing technology, will they be able to use that Face ID for I payment think, like the iPhone I 10 think they will. That, that's what I want to see. You know, see. You know yeah. uh, object recognition and, and like person recognition is what Google does probably better than every, anyone. Like go- for Google sure, Photos yeah, can, you know, identify people immediately, can identify objects immediately and... I think, especially seeing the size of the notch and how big the front-facing cameras are on the 3XL, uh, at least provided by the leaks, I'm pretty certain that they're going to have such a high level of confidence on, you know, the person that it's actually taking the image of that they'll be able to, like, solidly be able to do payments, which is awesome because, to be honest, like like I said, I've been using the the iPhone 10 as a secondary recently and being able to download apps with face id is so cool it's so good i know it's total baller. It's so yeah, good. I know. yeah so i i really hope they do that um yeah the, the oppo Find X. wow that was a cool phone you know and i loved using that and it was really interesting and new and innovative and 
you know, there's always the whole thing about moving parts, but you got to at least give BBK, you know, they tried and I'm really glad they did because it's going to move forward the entire market for bezel-less phones. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. And, and, you know, I played with Michael Fisher's when I was in Chicago for the Moto Z3 and uh, 5G mod um, announcement. Yeah. And I, I use it for a whole day. And I have to say that mechanism it gave me a lot more confidence in its uh in its reliability and and dur- durability than like uh, than than i thought yeah. initially yeah, you know the both so, the find x and the vivo next um both their moving parts you can tell that they put a ton of engineering effort into making sure that those were going to be really reliable um we actually did like a ton of drop tests on the vivo next and it it sustained it sustains with with the camera popped out um, and they've got a bunch wow. of little tricks to make sure that you don't like try to break it. Like if you, <laughs> you know, if you, uh, if you hold down your finger really hard on top of it while it's trying to open up, it'll just like stop and it won't. Yeah. Same with, uh, the Alpha yeah. Fine X and, uh, same if you try to close mm-hmm. it. I mean, look, I mean, I don't think that should stop you from buying that phone. If, 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 and when Oppo comes out with a revised, uh, more friendly to us Android users in the West, mm-hmm. uh, software stack. Um, I'm looking forward to that phone, really am. Um, you know, I've talked to their PR folks and they seem very aware of the negative reviews it has received for software. And um, they basically told me that uh, they will get me a review in it, but they want to get the software right yeah. in their own words. So <laughs> they're clearly working on something that's more digestible for our markets, yeah. which I'm really looking forward I to. I mean, it's coming out in European so, markets. or Did it already come out there or is it coming? I don't think it's out okay. yet. No, yeah. I'd be surprised I, if I'm it was. I'm really interested in what the software looks like by the time it comes out for European markets because... I mean, both Michael Fisher and I, we were, we were chatting on, uh, on Facebook messenger about the find X, uh, when he got it. And we were just like railing about the software because like, I'm sure that that's just what software looks like in China and everyone is used to that and it, it works there, but it just doesn't work here. It just straight up does not no, work it's, here. It's really a bad it's experience. Really bad. It's really, really mm-hmm. bad. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I, and I, and yeah. I'd probably put the Mi 8 as my, is my like reluctant number five. I really like that phone. You know, I, the software, like you said, it still needs work. So the Oppo Find X is your number four then? I, I put it in there. Yeah. It, I, I'd say, uh, like, you know, four and five are in no really particular order because I still wouldn't really yeah. necessarily use them. Well, we haven't ordered them anyway. Uh, it's just more like what, what are the five phones that are defining the year? And I think for me, the Oppo Find X is up there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my number five is probably, uh, Ah, uh, well, I have the it's probably the Apple Find X. I mean, I just said the P twenty Pro was my number yeah, four, yeah, so yeah. yeah. Um, I think that, or if I, since it's not technically available in with software that we can use, <laughs> um, I would pay my fallback would be the Moto G six. Mm, yeah, yeah, that is because man, oh, yeah. for two hundred fifty bucks, you're pretty much getting ninety percent of the X four last year. You know, it's crazy because. There are so many Motorola phones now, like there are way too many, but the G6 just sticks out as being like a killer option. Like everyone has has written really crazy good things about it, Uh, especially for the price. It's so good. So yeah, it's so good. I agree. So of course, uh, in the at the end of the year, we'll revisit this list, and I bet you my Pixel Three XL will be (laughs) my which will be my daily driver by then. Hopefully, will probably it might be in my top 
five as mm-hmm. well. Um, it's there's a lot of questions around that phone with that uh, massive, there are lots of leaks and and hum- rumors, and the, the the notch looks pretty large, taller than it should be, really. Yeah. And of course, there's a lot of chin, uh, and four gigs weird. of RAM is the rumor. It just looks four sweet. gigs of RAM is really worrying. Yeah, me because that worries me too. When the uh, when the Nexus five, uh, what was it, five X, right, came out. Yeah. Um, it had two gigs of RAM, remember, yeah. and it was under rammed back then, and we were all like, yeah. "Oh, this is a pain." So I'm, I'm kind of hoping that's that's not true, or maybe there's a version with six gigabytes. We'll see how it goes. But, but I'm sure the Pixel Three XL is going to be a great phone. Yeah. Google would be stupid to mess this yeah. up. Um, so you know, other than that, I'm not anticipating too much coming out that's going to be blowing my mind and changing this list too much. Yeah, frankly. I mean, there's going to be Maybe the, the V40. The, there'll be the LG V40, that, probably. That would be sweet. The, the Huawei um, Mate, thir- Mate Mate 20. 20. Yes. The Pro? Mate 20 Pro. And Mate 20? I'm pretty, yeah. pretty stoked for that because they do some crazy things when they release uh, new flagships. So Yeah, the Mate is always an exciting part of their portfolio too but that's later in the year so these are only the, the only there's a very few phones that could dislodge and honestly if the mate 20 is better than a p20 pro for me it would dislodge a p20 pro yeah. and and right now if i had to pick my you know the oppo find x might still be in my list if they release a, a version that i can use in the <laughs> west but yeah. i might drop that for um you know for something else like maybe uh you know, whatever else comes along. But the the G6, uh, the, the Moto G6 that I picked, you know, might be the one I would bump out for the Pixel 3 XL, mm-hmm. for example. Yeah. So so the, the top, you know, the Galaxy, one of the Galaxies is still going to be in that list. One of the LG phones is still going to be in that list. And the OnePlus 6 is absolutely going to remain on that list, especially if they give us a 6T. 6T should be November. That's going to be just an updated version in some way or I, another right i really think they might you know a lot of rumors are saying that it's just going to be a smaller notch but i kind of think that they're going to completely remove the notch and go for the moving part thing because like i think OnePlus. oh my god if they do that i don't know if they can do that for 500 bucks so. i mean you know they've done crazier things before it's possible yeah hopefully they can pull it off yeah. i mean what i would prefer to see uh, is you know IP uh, water resistance, right? Yeah, just the little things, right? Like I, I mean, that's kind of what you're paying for in the note. Is you're paying for all the little things, and you're not getting all those little things with the OnePlus Six. So I would, I would love to see that. I, I really wish they had included that in the first place. But it's possible that they just wanted to save that as a mini feature for the T. So. Yeah. yeah, I mean, honestly, like, I would love to see moving parts, especially since BBK did the Oppo Find X and the Vivo Next and, yeah. and the Vivo Next. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, you know, I'd rather them, you know, give us maybe a- another um, year for it to you know, mature uh, or something. Yeah, give it, give it, give us, give us water a proper IP rating, and then maybe you know get a Snapdragon. Or fifty five in there if it's announced by then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or the one thousand series know? or whatever. Or whatever, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's it's we live in an interesting time. It's August and late August, and we're already at a point where you know we might still have to change this list radically, which is kind of insane mm-hmm. if you think about. Yeah, it. it's crazy right? because we're like almost a Q four, and there's still so many crazy flagships coming out by the end of the year. So, 
So here, so here's a question for you. Now that we've picked more or less our five phones sure. that we feel are worthy for 2018, at least for the first eight months, yeah. wh- how would you rank them? Like from one. What's your number one? One to five. Yeah. Ugh. That's an. In- that's tough, right? It's it's tough, but I I would say one plus six is my number one. Honestly, like there okay. there is something about the feeling of the phone in the hand they got the size really 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 right yeah it's really dope um i would put lg g7 immediately after that i think that it's also super dope and underrated um didn't get enough media attention after that i would probably put the note 9 um really like this phone a lot you know my review is was out now and it's just like it feels really good. It's it's definitely kind of they they help define the entire fablet category and they they changed the way that the you know smartphones are sized completely. Um and it's not it doesn't feel huge, which is kind of weird because the original note felt enormous and this doesn't. So uh yeah, and then I think I'd put the Oppo Find X after that because it I think it's just so revolutionary and also the colors of the find X are really sick. Um, yeah, they're really both hot. The blue and the purple. It, it photographs worse than it looks in person. I think I like, I don't know. I mean, you can take good photos of it, but it's, I feel like I was more, I was really, really blown away when I saw it in person more than in the photos I'd seen until, you then. know what I hate to photograph is the no nine. The, the, the oh. blue of the Note 9 looks black when you photograph it straight on and you really have to uh, hit a I'm specific sure. angle to actually see the angle. blue. Yeah, Which yeah, is why totally. I, I like the lavender better, but regardless. Um, yeah, and then my number five was the, oh yeah, the Mi 8. Um, I'm just really stoked to see what Xiaomi does in the future because right. it really seems like they're coming after OnePlus. Um, they need to come to the US if they want to play the game, okay? That's all I'm going to say. I'm sick and tired do. of this Xiaomi, 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 Xiaomi. Go, I mean, I can buy a P20 Pro in the US, even though, you know, it's not officially sold here. Give me something I can buy that uh, is not some kind of weird Chinese phone. Yeah, so okay? there are, I'm done with weird Chinese there phones. There are rumors that the um, that the that this Pogo phone might come to the US. So I think that maybe that might be their testing ground for people getting excited about about Xiaomi. So, Very smart. Yeah. I'm, I'm on board. I love Xiaomi stuff. It's just the software has never really been there for yeah. me unless you go for an Android One yeah, device. Yeah, so, and the Mi A2 is sick. That's a really good phone too. Sure. Yeah. So for me, I would say my number one is OnePlus 6. Nice. My number two is the P20 Pro okay. for the camera. Yeah. My number three is the G7 for the audio. Mm. And my number four would be the Galaxy S9 Plus for being an all-around champ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I would end with the Moto G6 or the Find X, depending on, you know, whether you want to count the Oppo Find X as a phone you can really <laughs> use or not. Yeah, you know, I haven't used um, either the P20 or the G6, so my list may be the same as yours if I actually use them, but uh, <laughs> we, we unfortunately don't get to use every single phone that comes out, so... <laughs> But just most of it. Yeah. Them. I mean, this is what the fun is about this exercise is that, you know, we, we, 
there are there is a lot of commonality in what we uh, what we discuss as tech journalists and phone enthusiasts that review them, they're, because they're, the reality is, you know, once you get almost every phone on your in your hands for a year yeah. that is made, yeah. at least the the high end, you you kind of have a pretty good feel for what's right. And yeah, wrong. you know, and so when I reviewed the um, the Tab S four, I know it's not exactly a phone, but it's you know something Samsung did. I hated it, and it made me very happy to see that my opinion was pretty much shared across the industry i wasn't ju- yeah. i wasn't just like a hater like i watched uh Cher Lin from engadget's uh video review of it and every word she said i was like oh thank gosh thank gosh i wasn't <laughs> the only one that said that <laughs> yeah so so i think yeah there's a commonality like you said we all kind of have similar opinions but at least that there is a uh you know we all have our unique take at the same time so Totally. So there you go. I hope you found this entertaining because this was kind of the point of this podcast. Now, <laughs> there's a few more news items that I want to kind of touch upon that I think are interesting pieces of news. They're technically last week's news because I did the podcast with Rich and they were first part of the week and then stuff came out in the second part of the week. So bear with me if you feel like it's a little old for you, but uh, I think it's still very interesting. And one of them is that uh, this, there's more leaks of this Moto phone mm-hmm. that we until now thought was called the Moto 1 and Moto 1 4. So maybe there's two variants. But now we're talking, we're hearing about a Motorola P30. <laughs> um, uh, Play uh, and P30 tablet stop or the play, please. whatever. <laughs> I can't believe they still use that, that name. I it's know. a terrible, terrible. But anyway, the point is from the leaks, it looks identical to the Moto 1. So my question, and this is for Chinese market. So I'm wondering if it's the same phone and it's going to be P- called P20 in, uh, in or Asia. And, and yeah. oh, Sorry, thank you. P30. Oh man, I've got P20 Pro <laughs> in my head there. P30 in, in Asia and then in China and then uh, maybe the Moto 1 here. Uh, and then it's going to be a series. So it's going to be a force and non-force mm-hmm. and like a play and a non-play for the P30. Um, interesting. Uh, this was on Android Authority uh, a few days ago, so I saw it, and uh, it looks like an iPhone X clone, which is kind of like wah, the standard wah, wah. nowadays. Yeah. Well, but this is really bad. Like, if you look, <laughs> the flash is in between the two lenses in the back. Yeah, and I mean, it looks like a Mi Eight, which also looks like a which also looks like an iPhone X. It's um, that's true. The Mi Eight is a bit of an iPhone X robot. But it's interesting. I mean, look, I was a little bummed with the Moto Z Three. You know, I've talked about that at length uh, in my podcast in the last few episodes mm-hmm. because it's you know Snapdragon Eight Thirty Five. The yeah. price is good, but the specs. Yeah. I mean, the the Z series, at least the non-play version, has always being a flagship device in its time it hasn't always succeeded at being a good well, flagship and there's device, no force like the z24 there's no force last year was yeah, yeah exactly yeah the z24 last year kind of sucked but the z3 this year is really just a z2 from last year with a 189 display i mean come on yeah and i think the whole thing it's, with the moto mod um is incredibly disappointing in my opinion because they oh it's a pure market yeah they are just railing on the hype name of 5g and the, 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 the depressing part of this is the mod doesn't even come out till 2019 2019 first half of 2019 is when all the 5g ready phones are going to start shipping so you're really just backing yourself into a corner with this phone. You know, you're just committing yeah, to something. I'm not sure we're going to see these phones that early, to be honest with you. I mean, again, I don't want to go into too much of this because we've talked about it at length in the show. But the issue here is that, you know, there's two parts to 5G, millimeter wave and sub six. Yeah. 
And, you know, no network yet has announced sub six support. And the only network we know who's working actively on a millimeter wave is Verizon. And I'm sure they're all working on it, but Verizon has already deployed it in some markets for home broadband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's real. So my point is that uh, once you start integrating millimeter in a phone, and, and this is going to segue us really nicely into our next <laughs> Yeah. Once you want to integrate millimeter into the phone, you start n- needing to deal with issues of form factor. Mm. Uh, things like bezels are going to have to come back. Yeah. Because you need an antenna array in the front of the phone as well as in the back and the sides. So yeah. how do you implement that, right? The the 5G mod does it with a fin or stub yeah. that's sticking past the front of the device. Yeah. But but so so the rumor is and this is the the, the next news item beyond the uh, the P the Moto the, the model the Moto thing segued us into this obviously perfectly but but there is rumor well there's not the rumors there's an announcement by Sprint and LG a co-announcement last last week that they were going to be making a phone uh, together that's a 5G phone on their network and so that would mean that so far as far as we know right now for the US LG might be the first to ship a 5G phone that is not just a mod or a modem basically you tack on the back of your phone um. And that's exciting because I was uh, discussing with Rose Bayar two weeks ago um, wh- whether wh- who would be the f- we were like who who do you think is going to be the first to make a five G phone like a fully integrated five G phone mm-hmm. and we were thinking Samsung maybe but LG somehow slipped our mind and I think that's a be con- good candidate because LG is in very good relationship with Qualcomm and Qualcomm would be definitely the supplier of the chip for that because the only other option is Huawei and we know that's not going to happen yeah I don't think I don't think Intel has a 5G modem ready oh, so God, no. that means we've got Qualcomm to deal with and and good right X50 and then um, you know L- uh, Sprint I mean if it still exists as a separate company by then makes sense too because they've always been an early adopter they had um remember when they had their first 4g network Mm -hmm, ymax mm -hmm. oh boy yep so let's see what happens but i'm just saying like don't be be ready for because of the large battery requirements and the antenna placement requirements for this phone to not meet your expectations of what a flagship looks and feels like today yeah yeah if it comes out in if it even comes out in early 2019, I'm, I, I would say that it's probably more likely to be announced in, you know, maybe Q1, but more likely Q2. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, um, I think that Samsung could do it, but because they, they're one to, you know, just pack everything in there. And it's also going to be the Galaxy S10 or Galaxy X, whatever they call it, which... Uh, it's supposed to be foldable. It's supposed to be kind of crazy. Um, it's going right. to blow people's minds or whatever. So it would kind of make sense for them to just be like, let's pull out every single stop possible. But at the same time, uh, I think that Samsung, now that they're big enough, kind of are taking the Apple route of like, let's not really put new features into things until we feel that they've been done and they're refined, you know? And, and you know what? That's a good idea. But the, but the thing is, because it's Samsung, it doesn't stop them from making a separate phone that's not necessarily a flagship-grade phone. True, to test But the like waters. a high-end-ish phone with 5G for a specific carrier on their specific requirements. Yeah, and you know, they could, they could put it in the Note next year. You know, the Galaxy Note X could have it, and that could be their, um, their differentiating factor. 
for that. For sure. Yeah. But you know the other thing that strikes me as this, uh, this Moto, sorry, not Moto, this LG slash Sprint announcement is that Sprint is very likely to be acquired by T-Mobile, by T-Mobile yeah. at some point soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that and T-Mobile's always been super tight with um with LG. Yeah. So it would mean it would make sense for me to see an LG a 5G phone on T-Mobile as a one-off device, yeah. you know? Yeah, I can see that happening for sure. And and T-Mobile... So let's see if the other, if, let's see if the other shoe drops. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I think Sprint always tries new things very early, um, but T-Mobile is very public about their opinion on pushing boundaries and, you know, breaking barriers and, like, you know, t- taking standards in yeah. the industry and just skewing them. So they you know i could see you know john lazandre or however you pronounce his last name ledger it's ledger Ledger. like a ledger Ledger. of accounting okay ledger john ledger i could see him you know going and making a huge announcement doing this huge party it would be cool i don't know if they would announce it this early um i think qualcomm likes to be the one to make those big 5g announcements uh because that's kind of their bread and butter and we're definitely going to be seeing some interesting stuff in december at their uh qualcomm tech summit um so yeah that is in hawaii again this yeah, year Maui, which is super Maui exciting. i'm looking forward to it yeah. absolutely yeah uh and uh yeah i mean it's getting definitely getting real 5g is starting to happen um it's not going to be useful and usable for most people for another two or three years because they need to roll this out in different markets but it's happening. It's slowly happening. For me, it's going to really be happening when sub six starts rolling yeah. out because millimeter really is line of sight. It's only going to work in the city. Yeah. Uh, in big urban centers with Pico cells, uh, either indoors uh, in malls and things like that, or, or outdoors on the street yeah. on like yeah. certain, certain corridors. Right. Mm-hmm. But uh, sub six will enable better than LT advanced performance, even indoors in some places. So we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm, I'm curious. Yeah. It's going to be good times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm really excited for the whole for the whole 5G revolution, but yeah, I could see I could definitely see LG um doing it even if it's not in the flagship, you know. I, I think that carriers really like to milk uh the 5G branding really hard because, you know, average consumers like just assume that it's better than 4G, just kind of like it's exactly yeah, like yeah. they did with 4G, you know. As soon as even when 4G like wasn't even really ready, Verizon milked the heck out of it. You know, they were first 4G phone, first 4G phone, th- HTC Thunderbolt, first 4G Oh phone. my God, what a disaster that was. <laughs> I mean, they've learned the lesson with the, that, that 5G mod has an extra battery for that. I mean, look, it's much. It's true that 5G is much more efficient than 4G ever was, but I'm just saying like the early radios have always been a little bit on the heavy in tr- terms of power consumption. Mm-hmm. So that's the other reason why if they make, uh, if LG makes a phone with Sprint, it's, it's kind of a lot of questions, you know, like what it's going to look like, in terms of form factor because of the forward-facing millimeter wave antennas. What's it going to be like in terms of thickness? What's it going to be like in terms of battery size? And is like a 5,000 milliamp hour battery going to compare with a 3,500 milliamp hour phone? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If that's where the route they go. Or are they going to put in a 4,000 or 3,500 milliamp hour battery and we're going to get a phone that, you know, is acceptable but not stellar in its mm-hmm. battery performance. Mm-hmm. That's going to be the big question. That's so. the big thing. They really need to find better battery technologies. You know, we've been using the same stuff forever. And it just like... I mean, it's improving. You know, battery density is getting better. Like, you know, for example, the the Tesla Model 3, which as you know, I have, is uh, got a significantly better battery density than the Model S and Model X. Mm-hmm. So 
you know, it's not a huge leap forward, but it's like 10 or 20% more, which I think is, uh, you know, for battery tech is kind of quite a bit of an improvement. So it's getting better. You know, you keep hearing Apple every time they announce a new MacBook saying, you know, we've got more dense batteries that can, you know, handle more cycles. There's stuff happening, but compared to the pace of innovation we're used to in chips and other areas, it seems slow because it is slow, yeah. right? Yeah. But it's still happening. You know, even if at the core it's the same technology you've been using for a decade yeah. or more. Yeah, definitely. I like. Yeah. F- first lithium-ion battery used in a device with, I believe, in either a Sony camcorder or uh, one of Apple's early uh, PowerBooks. Um, and and you know, it was a big deal back then. Like lithium-ion battery. Whoa, amazing! No memory effect. You know. So, you know, gotta gotta give it some time. It's been about twenty years, yeah, twenty twenty you know, five years. In that in that vein, um, just gonna plug this real quick. There's a there's actually sure. there's actually a really great uh, article that I read on the Verge yesterday. Um, that is, it's like why or how the lithium ion battery took over our lives. Um, it's like it's a it's actually not even really an article. It's like a number of stories. They kind of put together this like compilation over a a long period of time of articles and just like how everything developed. So I'd recommend that. Um, It's just called the past, present and future of lithium ion batteries. And if you click on it, there's like a view all stories button. Um, But yeah, it's good. It's good. It's kind of crazy. Just how much lithium ion has embedded itself over time. So I'm really, I'm really hoping that we can soon hit another, you know, major milestone Milestone, that is like lithium ion that will eventually just become a major part of our lives. So I saw, you know, I saw uh, a a mention of this in their newsletter. I get the Verge's email newsletter every day. Um, And, but I didn't follow through the link uh, because I've been too busy. Um, I'll check it out and I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, sure. 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 I'll I'll Um, link it to you. So anyway, I think we're, we're at the end. I want you to take a minute to tell people where they can find you on the internet, online, in the cloud, out there. <laughs> sure. Um, so I'm most active on Twitter. Uh, it is my only handle that is different from all my other handles. That is not just my name. So it's uh, Dervid Emil. It's D-U-R-V-I-D-I-M-E-L. Uh, and I post pretty much all my tech photography, my tech vi- videos that I make for Android Authority on there. Um, you can also find me on Android Authority. Uh, I post stuff on there. And what other social networks do I even use? I like, Instagram? Do you use yeah, it? Yeah, I, I use Instagram occasionally. I post um, a lot of stories on there. I don't do posts very often, but my name is just my name on there. It's David Emel. So D-A-V-I-D-I-M-E-L. And uh, I also have a website, davidemel.com. And if you want to email me, I'm hello at davidemel.com. That's awesome. That's a great email address. Well, you know where to find me, folks. I'm Tanker almost everywhere. TNKGRL, like the comic book character Tanker without the vowels. Because, uh, you know, back in the 90s, that was cool. Uh, <laughs> I did it before Flickr did it, so there hey, you go. All over Silicon Valley now. I know. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, Tank Girl on Twitter, Tank Girl on Instagram. My YouTube channel is uh, youtube.com slash Miriam If you guys are listening to the podcast for a few while, you know that this is a compliment to the show, that it has extra content like videos, unboxing, stuff that's visual that goes along with this audio podcast. Um, so, subscribe to the channel. 
And like the videos, it's Miriam, it's uh, youtube.com slash Miriam Joar. Spell out my full name, Miriam with a Y, and you'll get to that. And then, of course, the podcast here that you're listening to now, mobiletechpodcast.com. If you are listening um, for the first time, you can grab the RSS feed from that URL. You can also go to the Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Pocket Casts, not yeah, Pocket yeah, Cast Pocket has us, of course. Yeah, use that. Um, Overcast is the one I was uh, thinking of as well. Uh, Slacker, Stitcher, uh, uh, TuneIn Radio. We are everywhere. Just look for Mobile Tech Podcast, and there's generally a lot of results because those words come up a lot. But if you want to really refine the search, uh, look, add Tanker on my handle, TNKGRL, to that search, and you'll definitely find me pretty much first first list. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, so subscribe to the show if you haven't already, all that good stuff. I want to thank audible.com. Um, my sponsor, uh, Audible is the place to go for audiobooks. If you love audiobooks, if you want to listen to books rather than read them for whatever reason, you're list you're commuting in the car while driving, or you're on an airplane and your eyes are tired and you want to sit back, relax, close your eyes, fall asleep, whatever. That's the best way to do it. Audiobooks from Audible. Um if you want to support the podcast, there's a link in the show notes, audibletrial.com slash mobile tech. That's audibletrial.com slash mobile tech. Click through there to sign up for Audible if you're not already a user and you will help the show. Um, David, thanks so much for coming on. It was really fun. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, it's uh, it's always fun Absolutely. to be on your show. I think this is the second time and I hope to Yeah, it's the second time and the first time we were in the same hotel room. It yeah. was a lot easier because we could <laughs> yeah. see each other, but this works out pretty well. Yeah, it's, it's Skype's bad. given us very little latency issues yeah. this time, so that yeah, was very pretty awesome. Awesome. All right, well, stay tuned for another show next week, folks, and enjoy the rest of your week. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. This has been the Mobile Tech Podcast with Tank Girl, proudly presented by worldpodcasts.com. You can visit us online at mobiletechpodcast.com.